anything cheesier than a walk-off walk? How about like a bunch of walks leading up to the walk-off walk? Maybe something like that. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Right where you found this. The Pirates had their walk-off walk last night at PNC Park. Ninth inning. Brian Reynolds with the bases loaded. And they beat the Braves 2-1. to one. And they've won three games in a row. The Pirates have won three games in a row. None of that, in and of itself, in isolation, is significant. It just isn't. Pirates are still 21 games under 500. They're still going absolutely nowhere in 2021. And even the way that they've achieved these wins, or two of these wins, offensively has been, eh, you know, they did have the 11-1 to route of the Braves Monday night. But that's that. Set that aside. Set that aside. Let's look instead at the undercurrent of all three of these. The Pirates have outscored their opponents fifteen to two in this three-game winning streak. They've allowed their pitchers have allowed only fifteen hits through the three games. Three of them total for extra bases including the Orlando Arcia home run last night off Chad Cool, which was the Braves' only extra base hit. They've turned five double plays in these three games, and they've committed one error, which was charged to Philip Evans, who isn't even a regular. This is good, fundamental baseball. Last night, they went into the batter's box facing a pitcher, really facing a, a whole bullpen that's been struggling with walks all season long, meaning Atlantis. So here comes Tyler Matzik, the flame-throwing lefty, at Rodolfo Castro, the rookie who's just up from Altoona. Blazing his fastball in at 98 miles an hour. Kid falls behind 0-2. At one point, swings so hard, and he did a lot of this in Bradenton, by the way, that his helmet came flopping all over his head. But he found some calm, he found some cool, and he worked the opening walk. Pirates got a couple of hits after that, loaded the bases. Brian Reynolds comes up, looks at four straight balls. The fact that Castro was able to come up from Altoona, just drive across Route 22 and get here in time for the game and have that kind of a plate appearance brought out some unusual praise from Derek Shelton afterward. Pretty cool moment for us organizationally. Rudy Castro leading off that inning with a walk, really aggressive base running. You know, got back and then scoring the winning run. So that's a uh, that's a win for the whole Pirates organization tonight. 
A win for the entire organization, the manager said. Now, I've been talking a lot on this show about the field manager at the big league level being principally responsible for fundamentals throughout the system. Of course, he can't manage and govern all of the affiliates all the way down to the Dominican Summer League. Shelton's kind of busy in Pittsburgh. But what he can do is set a tone. First in spring training, also in instructional league in the fall, whenever all the prospects are uh, under the same umbrella all over again. But yes, very much so in Pittsburgh. I don't want to stretch too far this team's fundamentals because I'm going to go cover that game this afternoon. By the way, the series finale is at 12.35 p.m. The Pirates will be going for their first sweep of the season, if you can believe that. Not even a two-game sweep. They have no sweeps. And for all I know, I'm going to go there and they're just going to throw the ball all over creation and you're all going to be tomorrow like, oh, what's this fundamental stuff you're talking about? Fact is, the Pirates are a top 10 team defensively. And they've been pretty solid on the base paths. They've been pretty solid in a lot of different categories and places where you'd want them to be. The team overall obviously is not good. I'm not breaking any ground here. It can't hit, and they haven't really gotten much starting pitching until, oh, the last couple of days. Okay? But, but you can start setting the first row of bricks. And if the first row of bricks for this organization is going to be fundamentals, great, so be it. I'm with you when it comes to Shelton handling pitchers. I haven't liked it so far. I haven't liked the way he's managed his starting staff. I haven't liked the way he's managed his bullpen for the most part. For the most part. I think a lot of that can be unfair and in the moment and based on performance. But there's been some really questionable moves that he's made when it comes to when a pitcher is left in or lifted. Right now, that pales next to whether or not the Pirates become a better overall organization at doing baseball things correctly. If you pressed play on this podcast and you thought it was worth your 16.5 minutes today, to listen to something about the Pittsburgh Pirates when they're this far under 500, then you probably watched these last three games. And I'm going to ask you a question. When a ball was hit to the infield, when there was already a runner on base, did you doubt for a split second that it was going to turn into one of those five double plays that they've executed the last three days? Did you? No. No, I can answer that for you. Because they're catching the ball. They're making the plays. If people who don't pay attention to this team want to attach 
the Will Craig fiasco or Cabrian Hayes missing first base to this team and have that be what labels the Pirates for them and nutting this and ski lifts that and everything else. There's nothing anybody can do about that. Perception beats reality probably about 95% of the time in our current culture. But you're watching the team. You can see the statistics defensively that the Pirates currently rank 7th in all of baseball in fielding percentage. 7th. I know they're not a great defensive team because I watch the games too, meaning that they don't have great range. They don't have, especially in the outfield, they don't have superb athletes making, you know, Billy Hamilton type catches. And by the way, if you haven't seen Hamilton's catch last night in Minneapolis for the White Sox. Wow, go find it. But the Pirates don't do a whole lot of that. They do have Brian Hayes' spectacular uh, range and everything else that he brings to the infield. But you're not going to see, like, wow-type plays out of them very often. But they're catching the ball that's hit to them. That's fundamentals. That's what that is. The rest is, like raw talent and everything else that you'd eventually like to upgrade along the way. But fundamentals are something else. Fundamentals are about doing the right thing physically and mentally when presented with a certain situation. This team right now at the Pittsburgh level is markedly better than where it was in 2020 and better than it was in 2019. That is to Shelton's credit. No matter what else you might think of his lineups and this and that and everything else here, I will take the manager who delivers on fundamentals. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by our friends at the north shore tavern directly across federal street from pnc park they will be hosting the dk pittsburgh sports seventh anniversary meetup that's july 15 at 5 p.m inside north shore tavern we would love to have you there hope you can make it down no catch no cover nothing like that just come by and say hello North Shore Tavern is home to Steak on a Stone. North Shore Tavern is home to the planet's only dedicated Pittsburgh Baseball Club sports bar. Come on down and check it out. With us, today's question comes from Tom Proctor, who asks, when do we start giving at least some kudos to Ben Gamble? He's currently... Batting 240 with a 756 OPS, he's actually turned out to be one of the Pirates' more productive hitters. You know, Tom, I, I'm okay with giving kudos. I, I'm not okay with going too far with it. Um, what's happened with Gamble is a couple of things. One, he was the best of a really, really, really bad lot of outfielders that were passing through here seemingly on tryouts with all the various DFA guys at the corner spots. 
So he kept his job, and he kept getting chances, and he eventually got hot. And that's where he is right now. I got to tell you, it was funny last night watching Brian Reynolds come to the plate with a base open and the Braves deciding to pitch to him. Why? Because Campbell was on deck. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they got away with it, but still it was something, you know? That's when you can tell a guy is is really getting people's attention. Um, he's he's looked, you know, he, he's been okay. He he's been one of those guys that I've been advocating for for a while here to just bring in some people who can hit. They don't have to have anything to do with the future. Uh, if he's a better ball player than Jared Oliva, and I'm starting to think that everyone is, then he should play. Jared Oliva is only up here because of. Injuries. He didn't earn his way up. He wasn't hitting at all in AAA. And when you see the at-bat that he had last night with the bases loaded, ugh. But Gamble, he, you know, he's come up and done some good things. And he looks like he's fit in, too. He's a fun guy. I can tell you that from having a couple laughs with him out in Denver last week. Uh a neat personality to have around the team. Same goes for Wilmer Defoe, who came up. Derek Shelton's uh, offering special praise to Defoe for the impact that he has on the team uh, emotionally uh, in the dugout. He's he's kind of a, a louder guy. And managers and coaches in all sports value someone who has that type of personality. But way more important than that, Defoe's been pretty good in the very short time since he's been back, uh, both at the plate and in the field. Had a real nice night at shortstop last night. Gamble's been okay. I'm not going to go too far, Tom. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, you know, the bar was really, really, really low, okay? (laughs) He's been way better than Anthony Alford, Dustin Fowler, and the whole long list of corner outfielders who've since been DFA'd. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow after the sweep. (laughs) 